Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. What a great time of worship it has already been with baptism, and we continue worship now, hearing another part of the Christmas story, uh, the episode of the shepherds. I'm reading today from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 8 through 18. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Then suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. I love today's story, and in part because of the the contrast in feel from our story two weeks ago before we had the lessons and carols. You, You know that during the Advent season, we're lifting up stories of people whose plans got rerouted. They had a a rhythm, they had patterns, they had expectations, but by the surprise of God they were rerouted into a different set of plans and agendas, which seems right fitting for 2020 that we might look at stories of God's wonderful work inside the unexpected calendar turns. But the contrast that I mentioned a moment ago is that two weeks ago we looked at the Magi. Remember Regal? with their entourage and saddlebags of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that they were so regal, so privileged, that they were given access to Herod's palace without invitation or warning. And then in today's story, we're introduced to a group who have no chance of sitting at Herod's banquet table. This is a blue-collar group of sheep farmers. 
Some depict them as social outcasts, which I think is a little bit much. I mean, they weren't lepers, but they certainly were not society. And they were not uh, how we usually depict them in Christmas pageants, wearing clean terry cloth robes and Tiva sandals either. Instead, they just had hard, gritty jobs. Jobs that were best performed way outside the city gates where the, where the smell and the mushy mounds were far away from the good people of the city. Farming livestock is hard work. They, they had to sleep in shifts to guard against predatory animals, not to mention the robbers who would sneak in in the darkness to steal from the herd. Hard work, wrangling and feeding and tending to sick sheep and all the rest. This is the calloused work of the underclass. And so the shepherds in this story have no expectation at all that this day is going to be any different from any other day. It's not going to be different from yesterday, except for a possible change in weather. It's not going to be much different from tomorrow. They are sheep herders, and this is what they do. It's different inside the city gates. Inside the city gates, they're, they're men of power who sell and barter, and they're centurions who stand guard with their swords and keep order. There are people inside the temple area who, who scurry on pilgrimage or to bring sacrifice. Inside the city gates, it's all a buzz. There is bustling and commercial activity, and there are all kinds of different jobs and caste and act, all of that. But, but out here, there are sheep, and that's about it. And tomorrow, there's going to be a staff and a rod and sheep. It is the dispirited faith of the underclass to just be left out. They are tending sheep like they did yesterday and expect to do tomorrow. And then our story, which includes an unusual biblical detail that we're told in this holy Christmas occurrence that it happens in the darkness. It's possible that I'm making too much of this, but words like night just kind of jump out to me. They operate like a, like a literary speed bump. Why, why night? Why include the detail of darkness? Consider how dark. Our, our story happens at night, out from the city. There are no Coleman lanterns. There is no distant city glow. It is night. It is first century dark. And the shepherds are taking shifts, listening for foxes, listening for thieves, listening to their own bored breathing. And they are in the pitch black darkness when they get the surprise of their lives disrupting the nighttime. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. 
Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Well, do you think? Terrified's about right. King James Version says they were sore afraid. Well, I guess so. When your nighttime gets lit up by an angel of the Lord, it will get you sore afraid for sure. And as though they were not terrified enough, the angel speaks. Do not be afraid. For see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. You remember two weeks ago when we were talking about the the Magi. They were asking about the birth of the king of the Jews. And the Magi were kings, meeting with a king, looking for a king. Not today. There are no purple robes in this story. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people, all the people. The Savior, the Messiah, born this day in the city of David, is for all people. And if you don't believe it, smell your hands and walk around and watch your step. The word about the Savior of the Lord came to a huddle of sheep farmers. Not the Pharisees or the Sadducees or Herod or Caesar. Look, we are out here in the middle of the Middle Eastern darkness. And the word of God's salvation has come first to a left out group of men who smell like a county fair. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. See again, this is for all people. The Savior of the world is announced to a group of shepherds and then born and laid in a feeding trough. And then as though the glowing, speaking messenger of God were not enough to all their socks off, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And then when the, when the choir had finished their anthem, and the angel had no more to say, they all faded from view and the lepers the shepherds are left again back in the thick, dark night of rural Israel. Well, what do you do now? All they've ever known is the hard but familiar work of sheep farming. They have jobs to do. They have families to support. 
They've seen false messiahs come and go. The obvious response, the expected response is is a head shake, uh, a promise to get more sleep, to lay off the Manischewitz, and just go back to the ordinary. But these shepherds had a capacity to be awed. I was on a Zoom meeting this week with a bunch of other ministers. I know that surprises you, another Zoom meeting. And the topic's not going to surprise you either. It comes up every time I'm in a group of ministers this time of year. We're talking about how do we function, much less lead during a pandemic? How do we give language to our shared experience in a way that church people who just keep getting bombarded with bad news hear something of the good news happening? But, but how, do we, how do we treat our trauma seriously, not, not brush it aside, and still somewhere in there give voice to the good news, not always dwelling on the negative. We, we were having that conversation. How do we do that? When one of my colleagues in the group said, trauma can result in a breakdown or a breakthrough. The trauma of a sky lit up by a heavenly choir could have led these shepherds to a profound self-doubt, a, a paranoia about the way their lives are coming unhinged. But instead, it didn't lead to a breakdown, but to a breakthrough because they still had the capacity for wonder. For the slim truth that God does still break through the ordinary and reroute people to breakthrough to a new awareness of God's grace being unleashed on the world. Some beautiful wonder was still alive within them. And so they turned to each other. I'd say that they looked at each other, but as I said, it's pitch black dark. They probably were just turning, hoping they were turning to each other. They couldn't see. And said in the darkness, let us go. Let, let us go now to Bethlehem and, and see this thing that's taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. They had moved from the dark, dreary dullness of their life into awe and amazement. Their lives were rerouted by the call of good news that born this day in the city of David is a Savior. And they had the courage to step out of the darkness in search of this good news that salvation has come 
that their ordinary lives have been disrupted, and that God's love, the news of God's love in Jesus, has reached out first to the calloused men who live in obscurity and hardship. But what I admire most, I think, is their capacity to be awed. They have no reason in their lives to expect joy. Their lives are hard. Their names are unknown. Their status, just a few rungs uh, higher than the sheep they look after. By the way, notice these are central characters in the Christmas story, and we still don't know their name. They're shepherds. But they have an open space for a new adventure that's being birthed in awe. As I said, they've seen false prophets come and go. They've heard all the political promises. They've seen all the TV ads that say that the next person in the palace is going to heal the nation. They've heard about a coming Messiah. They've been told about a Savior since they were kids. And yet they just keep spending night after night on the dark hillside making splints and feeding sheep and fighting off coyotes. But these hard muscled, furrowed ranch hands who've long since given up believing the stories of their childhood still had not lost the capacity to be surprised by a new activity of God. To be surprised by a word of good news and have the courage to act on it. Not only act on it, but act with haste. That's the way the scripture says it, with haste. They didn't even pack a toothbrush. A message came into their darkness, the message saying that great, great joy is here. And they were not so hardened that they had lost the capacity to be wowed. The British poet W.H. Auden said, nothing can save us that is possible. We who die must demand a miracle. This story and so many others remind us that miracles do continue to break through into ordinary lives. In the disruption of this year, there may, there may be miracles that need to be pursued. New priorities for us to chase with haste. A new kind of awareness that God's child were born, was born for those in this world whose names will be lost. A new awakening to the mystery of God that moves in ways that will catch us by surprise if we're paying attention. 
in the disruption and loss of 2020, we might be we might just be broken enough to declare nothing can save us that is possible. We who die must demand a miracle. And miracles are born where ordinary people are open still to be wowed. And when they happen, miracles inspire us to move with haste in the direction of the Christ child. And miracles often come to us in the pitch black darkness, which means that 2020 might just be the time to be on the lookout for one. And the angel said, when the angel came declaring, speaking into that darkness, the angel said what I needed to hear, what we probably all need to hear most this time of year. The angel said, fear not, do not be afraid, for I have come to bring good news, and the good news has come for everyone. Thanks be to God. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.